Shelby asked the question, How do you help kids who just want to finish writing as fast as they can and do not want to add any details because of the time it takes? Do you have these students in your class? The students who rush to get done or do not want to implement the skills and strategies that you have worked so hard to teach them? I bet we have all had those students like that at some point in time. This is a question I cannot wait to dive into. Before I begin, please take a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast. If you have friends who love literacy and can benefit from this podcast, share an episode with them. I love helping teachers, and I love that the Literacy Dive podcast can be a resource for literacy teachers everywhere. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, now let's get to tips for addressing our students who rush through their writing. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to those who are frequent listeners and hello to anyone who is new. I love all things literacy and supporting teachers is my jam. Shelby has writers who rush to get done, which means they are not adding details to their writing. I have experienced this, and I will be honest in saying that it took a long time before I took action to do something about it. So Shelby and others, I hope you can take away some actionable strategies from today's episode to try. Before we dive in, I want to encourage you to observe your rushing student or students. Take note of why he or she is rushing. Is he rushing because he's bored? Is she challenged with the writing task? Is the child rushing because the thoughts move so quickly in their minds and they need to hurry and jot it down before it escapes them, which is characteristic of some of our students? Is the child losing energy to focus and overall stamina, and as a result, they just want to be done? Are your students rushing because they are ready to get to the next thing on the schedule? This is a real thing. In fact, I had a student who loved reading so much that he would actually finish his math and writing so quickly just so he could get to free read. Are your students wanting to be the first ones done to gain status of being super smart so rushing helps them to accomplish this? What I'm getting at here is that there are so many things that influence students to rush to get done. It is also very important to truly know your students and their preferred learning styles. I'm not even kidding. It is literally like a love language for kids. How do they receive learning best? This is important to know because it is going to give you some upfront insight into your students' choices and motivation. But we can certainly put some strategies into place to help with all of this. So today, I am diving into 10 strategies to help with motivation and students taking their time when it comes to writing. 
First, I would suggest teaching a high-quality mindset. Now, creating the mindset at the beginning of the year that you expect students to not rush you their work, but instead create high-quality work is super important. Demonstrate to students what this looks like, what this sounds like, and how to even check their work afterward. You are going to want to continue with this mindset, reminding students of what's expected and how to really take ownership of creating high-quality work throughout the school year. Now, you may have to work on boosting a child's confidence or teaching foundational skills. I have seen students who have rushed through work because they felt like they were going to fail it anyway. So why put forth any effort into anything? That is exactly the mindset that we want to break. And understanding that some students feel that way is going to make a huge difference when you can address it. Sometimes it comes down to just helping a student see what quality work looks like. But other times, it's much deeper than that. Not all students rush through their work just because they are anxious to get done. So making sure that you are taking the time to model expectations, model the mindset, is going to help your learners tremendously. I have found that a lot of students rush because they really don't know what's expected of them to get done. And this also lends into the second tip, which is to use small chunks. This is where you're going to only focus on small goals that are achievable, and you must be very explicit with those goals. You're going to break the student's work down into these small chunks to help teach the student to work in a slow, steady pace and to complete and accomplish whatever task it is that you have. Sometimes kids don't add details because they have not caught on to how the detail or the strategy works. So I find that only focusing on one detail or one skill at a time is going to help them with mastery, completion, and not rushing to get done. Maybe you are working on writing hooks or a writing conclusion. For that time together, you are just going to give them the task of writing a really powerful hook or writing a really strong conclusion to tie up their paper. Maybe you are working on revising or editing. You are going to have them just revise their first paragraph, and maybe that is the task of your writing session for the day. Maybe the next day you just want them to edit the second paragraph. So whatever it is, you're going to now create smaller chunks that are achievable for your students. They are going to gain mastery. They are going to complete the task and they're not going to be inclined to rush through it. To help slow down students and just to hold them accountable, they sometimes just need a self-checking tool. I love giving students checklists of reminders that they are supposed to accomplish before they ever say that they are done. Some students who rush through their work might need these self-checking tools. So a checklist or a rubric of what to do when they finish an assignment is going to work wonders for these kiddos. I know as an adult, I need this, so this is something that I've always given to my students. Students could easily initial next to each piece of the rubric or the checklist stating that they have done it 
Or one of my favorites is to actually give checklists that have check boxes where students can actually check and show that they went through their list. I truly believe that a checklist never hurts anybody. It only helps people to succeed. So you could make these checklists very broad that could go for any subject, like did you read the directions? If so, place a star next to the directions. Did you place your name on your paper? They can check mark to make sure they did that. But these checklists can also be specific for each subject area. So for writing, you could have, did you check your writing for spelling errors? Did you write incomplete sentences? Can your teacher read it or is it too messy? Checklists are going to slow your students down. And I have two favorite checklist styles that I love giving to my students and just getting it into their hands. So I'm going to link to those in the show notes, but checklists are golden for students. Something else that you can implement for when students say they're finished is that they aren't allowed to say things like, I'm done. Instead, they have to say things like, how can I make this better? Or what can I fix up with my writing? This encourages them to revise, to edit, and to truly take their time versus rushing to finish. So checklist, rubrics, and planting the vocabulary for students of what they should be thinking in their minds as they finish their writing is going to help them from thinking that they've completed a task from start to finish and they're ready to turn it in. Now, really quickly, I just wanna interject that aside from checklist, uh, you know how much I love giving students references in anchor charts and anything that can help them be successful. So on these checklists, it could also be, did you check your resources? This could be, any type of exemplar or any type of anchor chart that you've provided to your students personally or that you have in your classroom for them to refer to. Sometimes it isn't that students don't want to do the work or don't want to add details or they want to rush. It is that they just don't know what to do. So if they can be able to be held accountable by checking a reference or checking a chart in the room, that can help them provide details, help them with writing hooks, help them with conclusions, that is going to set them up for the success that you're looking for, for them to add details, but also to not rush to finish. Okay, this next strategy is huge, and this is setting the tone of writing workshop as being a fun time of day. Now, to make this fun, you have to incorporate fun writing tools. You have to make this special, like writing workshop has to be a different environment that is opposite of anything else that they're doing during the day. It has to be a time that they are excited to show up, they are excited to perform, and that is going to help them to slow down and actually enjoy this time and do all the tasks that you need them to do. So I would also want to encourage you to think about having writing workshop in a different environment like outdoors or allowing for flexible seating or play special music, allow for peer engagement for accountability and support. When the block can be seen as fun, students are going to want to keep doing it even when time is up. 
I have utensils that we pull out for writing and they are only used for writing. I have editing glasses that kids can wear when they're editing and they're only used for writing time. If you can pull out any tools or any types of materials, any types of paper, anything that you can think of that can make writing time special, they are going to want to continue to work on that writing task and they are most likely going to not finish to get done because they enjoy having fun while doing it. Another tip to try to help your students slow down is having peer review. Anytime students can work alongside each other or receive feedback from a peer is powerful. Sure, we as teachers tell them to show more details all the time, but the second their friends tell them to show more details, they're going to make sure to include them. So use peer reviews often so that students can hold each other accountable and it's going to actually make them slow down and possibly include some details that they were not including before. All right, using a timer. This is going to help set your expectations for how long tasks should take, and it's going to alert students if they finish a task before an allotted time frame is up. It also helps to build stamina and increases the length that students can write. It ensures that they have enough time to implement strategies and details while also checking over their work should they, quote-unquote, finish early. I like personally displaying onlinestopwatch.com so that there's a visual display of the time that students are to be engaged in their work. But however you want to display the time or whatever you want to signal for students to let them know when time is up, That is a great tool to implement. If they say that they are done with something, well, if the time hasn't gone up yet, they are not finished, so they're going to have to work on something else. So this is really, really, really gonna help them to budget their time a little bit better. Now, speaking of a timer, it's also important that we as teachers teach time. Now, this basically means telling students just how long something should take. You're going to write the estimated time on the board, refuse to accept papers before a certain amount of time is up, and that all students should be working on the assignment during that entire time. It might take a few times to figure out what is reasonable and average for your group of students. But once you can identify how many minutes they need for a certain task, you can then begin implementing teaching the time that it should take. So the timers are going to help your fast-moving students realize that they have plenty of time and they need to perhaps slow down. It's going to help your fast-moving students see that, whoops, that actually only took me like one minute. I better go back and check it. It's going to help your students who have no concept of time begin to understand how much time they have actually spent on each writing task. Students who have a hard time with balancing their energy and balancing their time are often unaware of this. Another practice that you can start having your students do in the beginning of the school year 
is having them write a start time and a finish time at the top of their papers. This is going to be helpful for the student, it is helpful for you, and it's also going to be helpful for parents and other admin teams to see how much time it's taking a student to complete a certain task. This practice makes for great documentation. So here, you can help gauge your students with the appropriate amount of time a certain task should take, give or take a few minutes. This is going to help them to not place their entire focus on an area that truly doesn't need a lot of time, like brainstorming a list of ideas or illustrating a picture. Budgeting time is also helpful when it comes to test time. So this is a great strategy to ensure that your students know which is the proper amount of time certain tasks should take. So now you are teaching the mindset, you are chunking your activities, you are using a timer, teaching how long things should take, you are using peer review as a strategy. So now what? This is the piece that I really want you to reel back in and listen to. And this is frequent check-ins. These are your conferences. The goal here is to stop those unwanted behaviors or the lack of effort before it even starts. Why wait until a student is done with their work before you step in? We know who our rushing students are. Try to slow them down in the moment. As you're circulating the room, Head to your rushing student and be observant. When you see them, ask questions like, are you doing your best work? Will I be able to read that? Did you use your resources to check your spelling? When done enough times, this could help your students start to think of this on their own and they're not going to be so quick to rush and be done. If students know that you're going to check in on them, the expectation is set for what is required. Kids are smart. Teachers often do not confer with students because trust me, that used to be me. Once kids were working independently, I would briefly check my email, check my phone, grade a few papers, reunite with my cold coffee. I cannot be the only one who has done that a time or two before. But the conference time with students is huge. And this is a big part in how you can get those kids to really add their details and stop to rush. They are given intentional feedback and small goals to focus on. When they have a focus goal, they can zone in on that one small task. When they are left to just write, well, they're going to breeze right through it and they're just going to get done. One more thing about this. I love conferencing because oftentimes other students will stop and listen in. And I allow this because many times they're going to take whatever I'm talking about to that student. They're going to grab that teaching point and they're going to apply it in their writing. So it works for all of us. Do not, do not, do not skip out on these conferences. They should be frequent check-ins that are happening and your students are not going to be left on their own to rush and get done and not include the details, the skills, or the writing strategies that you have taught them. All right, the redo. You have to hold students accountable for rushed work or for not using their time wisely. 
If they are not adhering to their checklist items, send them back to review the tasks that were missed or to redo the portion where effort was not shown. If it's too messy to read or if there are too many errors and you know for a fact they did not use their reference ring or use a thesaurus or use a dictionary or whatever it is that you wanted them to use, you have to stop them and have them redo it. I have actually stopped grading a paper and I've given it back to a student to redo before I go on any farther. Since the rushing student is often in a hurry, usually because they'd rather be doing something else, they aren't going to want to do it again. I like to make sure I mention that it's important to take their time and do it correctly the first time so they don't have to do it again and again and again in some cases. Now, it only takes a certain amount of redo moments until the aha moment clicks within them, and they recognize doing it right the first time is so worth it. I love saying, do it nice or do it twice, and it works wonders to eliminate the rushing. Now, this is only going to work if you have explicitly taught and have put expectations in place for your students and their writing routine. If they do not know what's expected and you have not taught them and shown them what quality work looks like, then it's going to be a little counterproductive to have them go and redo the work. So take the time to show them what's expected. And once they know their expectation, they are held accountable to that standard. Always revisit the conversation you had about a high-quality mindset and high-quality work. And when you ask them those questions, is this your best work? Did you use your strategies? Did you take your time? And if they can't, with good faith, say yes, then that is going to be grounds for redoing it because we have to make sure that we are upholding to the highest standard that we know we can do for ourselves. And I want to say that I almost saved the best for last, but this is affirmations. We started with high quality mindset and I'm wrapping up this list with affirmations. Find those students who are displaying healthy writing habits and be sure to make note of what you see and who the child is. Also, You know your students who typically rush, and so you want to catch them when they are taking their time and make a big deal about it. I love having one-on-one conversations with students and letting them know what I observed, how proud I am, and then I ask them if I can share that moment with the entire class. Typically, the child is going to smile really big, feel really, really good inside, and say yes. So in the moment, right then and there, or at the end of writer's workshop during our share time, I like to recognize the student that I saw really taking ownership and taking on the teaching point. But most importantly, I love recognizing the students who are not rushing and the ones who are taking their time and the ones who are adding clear and important details. The more that I can put this in front of the entire class, the more they're going to want to internalize doing that themselves with the hopes that they can be recognized as well. I do keep a simple roster, like student roster checklist. I have tons of rosters for any time students are turning in work. 
if they're missing homework or whatever it might be, bringing in picture money. So I will just print off a basic student roster. And anytime I have observed a student that has um, done one of the quality behaviors that I'm wanting all the other students to do, I will just put a little check mark by their name. That helps me to know to find another child doing something really, really awesome. And it helps me to spread the love to where everyone starts getting those affirming compliments and celebrations. Many kids are simply going to rush if they know what's coming next, like complete free time. For this very reason, I never have something like free time or another exciting task to follow completion of writer's workshop. I do like implementing choice boards in which students are still writing and engaging with the skills and strategies that I'm teaching, but it's not something like go on the computer or you get to free draw or you get to do a different station activity. Many students are going to find that they still want to stay on their current piece of writing and do it correctly because when they do actually finish their task, they are still going to be writing until our time is up. When they finish their tasks, they can then explore other genres of writing and this opportunity of choice is beneficial for students I have found. Now, I have a free set of writing choice boards that are easy to implement. They are great to have on hand for your students to use when they have finished their writing tasks for the day. And I'm going to leave the free choice boards as a link in the show notes. So make sure to grab your free writing choice boards there. All right, as a recap. Teach a high-quality mindset and what high-quality work looks like. Deliver your teaching points in smaller chunks and be clear with the expectations that you have for each session of Writer's Workshop. Use checklists and rubrics anytime you can to help your students stay accountable. And remember to check out some handy checklists in the show notes. Create a fun environment that is only representative of Writer's Workshop. Implement peer review and feedback moments for students to learn from each other. And try using a timer. Take it a step further to demonstrate how long tasks should actually take and be sure to have frequent conferences with your students. Have students redo the work when it is messy or shows a lack of effort, and then remember to constantly call out positive behaviors and those exhibiting a writing habit that you want others to follow. Be intentional and find students demonstrating this for the first time or those making progress and give them a personal or public shout out. Be sure to grab the writing choice boards for your students and get those six free choice boards prepped and ready to implement in your class. This is going to take some time, teaching your students the importance of not rushing and including those really, really important and awesome details is going to take time. But guess what? Being consistent and being intentional is going to help you so much. Take baby steps, celebrate any and every writing behavior that you see, 
and watch your writers grow and transform. You got this. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.